This meeting is being recorded by the host or a participant. Wow. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Hmm. I guess Terry wasn't talking because you was busy sneezing. <laughs> oh, man, I sneeze in there. I think I didn't know if I said we're recording. <laughs> Yeah, you usually I hit record people like in, in mid-sentence and like, oh, man, no one's talking. So we dead silent. <laughs> Crickets. Except for Terry Sneeze. Uh, I heard it say it. It's recording. Uh, yeah, we're going. We're going. So let's get going. <laughs> All right, everybody, that is correct. It is the podcast that sounds funny. And we are coming at you on the week of January 17th, 2023. We're almost three weeks into a new year. All righty. This is season three, show 11, episode 115. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. I am your host, Keith, and joined with me are... Need more coffee, Terry. I have my coffee, Jill. (laughs) I'm done with my coffee. Need more coffee, Terry. (laughs) I could probably use some more coffee, but I'm done with my coffee for today. Hey, we uh, like to open up the show with a little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? It can be a classic family story, something reading, watching, doing, just whatever you want to talk about. I, I just have maybe have something to talk about. Go ahead, you can go first. Well, um, we recently have reacquired a teenage granddaughter in the house, and she brought with her a kitty cat. The same one she took when she left, I hope. <laughs> no, a different one. Oh. Uh, due to the circumstances of why she ended up back in our house, um, the kitty cat got confiscated. Long story. Oh. <laughs> uh, her, The house that she and her mom was staying in had a lot of animals in it, a lot oh, of gosh. dogs, cats and stuff. And due to... Uh, some circumstances, uh, animals all got taken to the pound because there was reports of not being taken care of properly. And rather than sorting out whose pets or whose, they just took them all. Oh. So she ended up getting her a different kitty cat. Huh. So this kitty cat, his name is Leo. But uh, he doesn't answer to Leo. (laughs) (laughs) And she says that one day, uh, he was laying on the bed, you know, snuggled up next to her, and she said, his t- tail looks like a slug. I'm going to call you slug. <laughs> he doesn't answer to slug either. Cats <laughs> only answer when they want to answer, though. <laughs> he will respond if you sit, call him baby. He'll be, what? What? You talk to me? Yeah, right. It's me. Yeah, I'm baby. <laughs> Take that cat food container. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll get him to come to you. Uh, anyway, we have a, a new kitty cat in the house. Be like Jill calling that skunk. Here, kitty, here, skunk, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. Well, then I'll use my what I we were just talking about. <laughs> that cat must be the one that we heard 
on your other podcast. Yep, he was sniffing around my feet. Yeah, because of course the, the fish paste. People uh, that have listened know Keith has a wound on his foot and he always has some kind of weird stuff from the wound center. Wound doctor puts what lamb, fish. <laughs> yeah, lamb was on one time and lately uh, it's been fish. I get to go back this afternoon and it probably has some more fish goop. What was that other stuff? Placenta powder or something? That, that was with the VA doctor. They put placenta powder on it. Oh, so your foot has been really strange stuff put on it yeah. <laughs> and that cat likes the smell <laughs> probably, and that's not the process i probably had a lot of oh, i said the stem cells or something maybe that's probably why they regenerate do. yourself he's gonna have babies growing out his toes <laughs> <laughs> yeah look at i have 11 toes where'd that one come from that come out my diaper <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's just a tiny bit of news I could talk about for our opening stuff. It's just new kitty cat. It's, yep. He doesn't answer to either his name, Leo, or his nickname, Sluggo, as I like to call him. <laughs> but he does answer to baby. So that's weird. Hmm. Is it a kitten or is it like a full grown cat? It's still a kitten. He's pretty small. Uh, you got any funny stories, Terry? Or any. Well, I've been listening to old shows on through Sam Data, catching up on some old TV shows I never got to watch when I had vision and I had to work all the time. I uh, just finished this new cool show called The Golden Girls. <laughs> no. oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been working on the A team. I'm a, you mean, considering your age, those hot young women called the Golden Girls? <laughs> they had apparently they had seven seasons, and I'm up into season seven, episode one. The A team, they had five seasons, and I'm on episode four on that show. But I was like, they got some old shows. I'm like, oh, cool, you know. They have the old shows of I Love Lucy, but my wife won't let me watch those. She doesn't like I Love Lucy. Too, too traumatic. She rocks. <laughs> don't want don't to hear. Don't want to hear anybody similar. <laughs> Lucy, you have some explaining to do. <laughs> no, Lucy, you can't sing at the nightclub tonight. <laughs> let me sing. Mm. That's funny. That's all I've been doing. I've been trying to. I know there's some other things, but I can't remember right now. But I know I was, for all those who are interested, I was eating popcorn last week. Thank you. Yeah. And the, and the winner to the uh, FMS question goes to <laughs> crickets. <laughs> I was going to ask. Yeah, but the, the reason that nobody called because my words weren't there. And he said he was eating during my weird words. Yeah, if you listen to the very end, I, I tacked on that little trailer. Uh, Terry said he said it while we were doing the weird word segment, and it somehow actually only got snipped last week. Yeah. Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll blame it on that one. We didn't have any takers because we know our listeners would just respond if they were. <laughs> we could put it on at the end of one of our other shows. A bonus. 
Patreon footage. <laughs> or if there's ever time when I can't oh, make it, oh, throw it in there. My, my collection of snipped uh, segments. So eventually we'll have to do a whole show of snipped segments. <laughs> <laughs> we might have that many now. Maybe we'll take a, a week off pretty soon. Or something. There you go. Go on vacation. Hey, we can still record anywhere we go. You know. Pretty much. Good. If we did go vacation and. Yeah. So, agenda. What's our next topic? Uh, what's next on the agenda, Secretary? Yes. Uh, uh, it would be a random topic. Random things. I'll say, forget the word. <laughs> Gee, that's what an education will do for you. How about trivia? <laughs> we haven't been trivia in a while. Here's a quiz we haven't had before. It's on Coca-Cola. Oh. I like Coca-Cola. You ought to know all these answers. We'll find out. What year was Coca-Cola invented? Uh, Terry, huh? Huh? What year? What year? What was that? What year was it invented? I'm going to guess 1880. (laughs) Uh, Um. Actually, I believe it's a little bit before that. It came about at the end of the Civil War, so I'll say 1865. Okay. Let me give you a list of the answers here. Oh. (laughs) Choice number one, 1886. Two, 1895. Three, 1902. Four, 1916. And those are your your options. Ooh, I'm going to change my answer. Because <laughs> it has to be one of those options. I will say 1886 because I guessed 1880 first. Actually, I think it's 1916. Ding, 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 thought, ding, ding, ding. One of you is right. I thought it used to be a medicine years and years it ago. Was 1886. Oh, yay for me. <laughs> now, I, I will say probably 1916 is never became really uh, popularized mm-hmm. by having the Santa Claus. Uh, right. That's what I that's what I was thinking of. But but it, yeah, it, it was back in the 1800s. It, it right? did already exist. It was invented in 1886. So go back that far. I didn't go back to the 1800s. I did some top tens on those things in the past. But I don't remember them. <laughs> well, how many ounces does a glass bottle of Coca-Cola have in it? Well, they don't have them anymore, but I'm sure you have the answers or we have to guess this one. Well, the ones, the glass bottles. They had an eight ounce, 16 ounce, and that was it. Glass bottles. Um, answer number one is seven. Option number two is eight. Option number three is 10. <laughs> Option number four is 12. And those are your options. <laughs> You mean, uh, well, uh, all the to, above. it's a little confusing <laughs> to me because it actually had made two sizes of glass. Right. They had an eight and a 12. 
They had a 16-ounce bottle, but that was not one of the options. Oh, yeah, that's right, because it was a pint, you know, like in the six-pack. Yeah, there was one pint of soda in the bottle, and you would get eight of them in a little cardboard. Right, they had eight ounce in 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 the eight-pack and Um, six of the 16-ounce. But the glass bottle of Coca-Cola... I'm going to say eight ounce then, because it's... Manufactured in the United States. So what does Jill say? Seven, eight, ten, or twelve? I go with twelve. I don't know. It would be answer two. That would be eight ounces. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember that being an eight ounce bottle. I, you know, I, I, they did have a shorter bottle that was not sixteen ounces, but I don't remember it being eight. I thought it was a. Uh, like Terry said, a twelve-ounce bottle. Yeah, well, I took an eight-ounce Coke bottle and poured that melted lead in it. Uh-huh. Made lead. That well, was if like you said eight ounces, bottle. then you were right. I, I thought you said twelve. No, well, I did it first, and I changed my answer to eight because it was uh-huh. eight and sixteen, and sixteen wasn't on there, so I went with eight. So, ding ding ding! I got one right. Put got 16 one right. On there. <laughs> that was the right answer. Eight-ounce bottle. I do remember there was a shorter bottle. Whenever we used to go to the barber shop, they were all yeah. little tiny bottles. They had shorter bottles in there. So I was thinking, like Grandma always had in the refrigerator on the door, the taller bottle. Yeah. And those, I don't know really how big it was. That she would have those are the sixteen ounce. But that was Pepsi. What she had, not Coke. Well, Pepsi. she would either have Pepsi or RC or something like that because it was cheaper. Yeah. Uh, to get that. But yeah, well, there's that question. Um, next one. Let's see. Out of the these four Coke products, uh, which was introduced first? So I list off four products and tell me which one was introduced first. Diet Coke, first one. Second one, Cherry Coke. Three, Sprite. Four new Coke. Out of those four, which came first? The chicken. Yeah. I say Sprite. I was gonna say cherry coke. Well, I know Diet Coke's been around for a long time. And I know that oh I lost my place. Um we'll get a spot spot. There we go. Okay. I'm just gonna run through this. Diet Coke's been out for a while. Cherry Coke is really pretty recent. Really? I figured back in the old day, well, not the old days, but say the 40s. Been around for back in the 60s at least. And then New Coke is really also pretty recent too. In the 80s. That's what they came out with in the 80s to do a new formula. But the answer is Sprite. Ding, 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 ding. I got two. You got one. You know, Sprite is out of those four flavors. Sprite came even before Diet Coke. Diet Coke. <laughs> they had Sprite way before that. Yeah, I remember Diet Diet came out till the mid seventies. I remember Sprite seeing Sprite commercials back in the sixties when they were little kids. Uh, although Jill wouldn't remember that, I guess. Nope. <laughs> yeah, but uh. Yeah, Diet Coke. I don't know when it came out. I think they used to have something called Tab, which is the Coke diet product. And they went to Diet Coke. Okay. Uh, fill in the missing word to this Coke 
jingle. Um, let me see. Whenever there is blank, there's always Coca Cola. Whenever there's blank, whenever there is blank, there is always Coca Cola. The answer is food, thirst, love, or fun. Huh. There is. I'm going to have to say B, thirst. <laughs> I'm going to say love. Was that C? Just because I have no idea. <laughs> Some good answers. Because, you know, they had that uh, jingle. I'd like, I'd like to teach the world to sing. Wrong jingle. <laughs> that's, that's a different jingle. Uh, and that one, it would be fun. Oh, uh, neither one of us Whenever got it. There's fun. There's Coke. What it says. Uh, Whenever yeah. there is fun, there's always Coca Cola. I do not remember that jingle at all. No, I don't, I don't either. <laughs> I do remember one that had the word thirst in it, and I think that's where you got that from. But it was apparently not that jingle. All right. Nobody got it. Nope. <laughs> Still two to one. <laughs> We'll, we'll do one more question here so Sarah can redeem himself. He could be a <laughs> no, he's beat me already. <laughs> but go ahead. We'll do one Let's more. Here, end of the tie. Why did Coca-Cola switch from sugar to corn syrup for its sweetener? Didn't know it did. Was it one, because people preferred the taste? Two, corn syrup has fewer calories and sugar? Three, they had to stay in business during a sugar shortage. <laughs> Trick question. They never switched. Actually, I think I do know the answer. <laughs> I would say D. <laughs> I want to guess the first one. I don't remember the first one. And I don't think they ever switched. They switched. Well, they did switch. Uh, they switched from sugar to corn syrup. That's when they went to New Coke, when they switched from sugar to corn syrup. And nobody liked it. Right. So number one is that people did not prefer the taste of corn, oh. corn syrup over sugar. No, Nobody liked it. Corn syrup has fewer calories than sugar. I really don't think so. That's no, I wouldn't think thing. it was that either. I didn't know there was a sugar shortage. Um, three, they had to stay in business to to get to the sugar shortage. That is the answer. They had to, huh. There was a sugar shortage, and they had to stay in business. So they went to corn syrup, hoping nobody, nobody would notice. And they did. And people did not like New Coke. And then as soon as they could, they went back to sugar. <laughs> Which is, I, I, I was going to say, well, corn syrup dissolves easier than sugar as well. So, yeah, because it's already liquid. Uh, right. And sugar is granulated, it has to be melted. But yeah, it's not because people like it. It's that, not because any of those, it was a business thing and they did switch back for classic Coke as soon as they possibly could because of the error of their ways. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, there's our Coca-Cola quiz. Something a little bit different. Yeah. But, uh, well, you'll so learn something today. <laughs> Let me look into it. Well, look at this notice, smart guy. Look at that. See? <laughs> Why say? <laughs> this certainly looks legitimate, doesn't it? Avon calling. Take time out for beauty. When Avon comes calling, use Avon Cosmetics and you'll be enthralling. For a pleasure-filled break in your daily routine, it's time to take time out for beauty. Avon calling. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com slash T. Hogan Helsley. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. Let's shoot them out of a cannon. Uh, let me call up for feet and tell them, will you? Yes, Jet. Hello, Space Fleet. Discovery calling. Have message for all ships. Come in, please. And advance on to our news. A woman, well, here during the, what was it, the big uh, snowstorm stuff, all the airlines were shut down and people were lost luggage and everything. Well, I have a story about a woman who was flying from Oregon no, she lived in Oregon. She's flying uh, to Chicago or vice versa. On her flight, her suitcase got lost. And after four years, it finally turned up. <laughs> Talk about <And> lost luggage. <laughs> lost luggage. Now, there's a... Oh, it was on a United Airlines flight home from Chicago to Oregon. And... It took a detour. Her suitcase, when it turned up, uh, she got a call that her suitcase had arrived in Houston, Texas. And I don't know if she went to Houston to get it or if they flew it on to her at home, but it had all these tags on it whenever it goes to different airports. And it was, went from Houston and to Honduras, before that to Central America, somewhere else. And... Um, who knows where it was at before she, she's had uh, four or five tags on it. She was compensated for her uh, items. You know, the point she had reported it lost. And when she got it back four years later, the bag was all damp, you know, bumped and bruised and everything, but all the contents were still okay. You know, <laughs> and, uh, it said, that suitcase was, was a world travel. Samsonite. <laughs> no, they, commercials how durable the Samsonite suitcases are being tossed around by a gorilla. Yeah, and I remember those commercials. Honduras, Houston, and uh, the they have a you know I was telling everybody they 
there's a store called Unclaimed Baggage, and it's it's located in northern Alabama somewhere. I've been close to it. <laughs> I had relatives in Tennessee. Anyway, we a lot of times they would go down to the Unclaimed Baggage store. I'm like, well, what is that? You know, it's, it's a big, huge store where all the lost luggage uh, that people don't claim winds up at this store, you know, and I was thinking, well, maybe it's like whenever you have the, well, I, I heard that they have an auction and they get people who own the store, go to the auctions and they buy up the unclaimed luggage. Well, I was wondering, I, I didn't know, if, I've never been there myself. I didn't know if you like went there, like on storage wars and said, I'll buy that suitcase right there. And, and you get whatever's inside of it. Or if they actually open it and put a pile of, Hang your clothes you know, up. They, got, when they sell the suitcases, it's, it's they're sealed up. You don't know what's inside of them. You just bid on them. Oh, so see, that's what I'm saying. I've never been there, but they have these suitcases. Like I didn't know if they opened them up and take the contents out well, and throw when they get all to the store. They've been open. Throw the shoes over in the pile over here. <laughs> put all this, all the medications over here, and all the little sex toys over there, and whatever. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Any but weapons? Was, Any the animals? People, the people who own the store, they auction them sight unseen. But uh, then when they get to the store, of course, they do open them so you can go. They, uh, they have some lizards crawling out or scorpions or <laughs> kitty cats in the bag or something. But that's all I had. This lady, her bag finally turned up four years later. Woo. Wow. And now all of her clothes don't fit. <laughs> 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 she's, she's too tall for them? Wow. <laughs> Well, my first odd news story, a few weeks ago, I did one about a goldfish that somebody had released in a lake, and <laughs> they would catch and release it just to see how often somebody could catch him. And it grew well, a fin on its back and sharp teeth. Dun, 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 dun. Well, in this story, somebody, I don't know if it's that same goldfish, but it says it was a giant goldfish left in a bucket outside, and it had a seagull wanting to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, goldfish will grow as large as the body of water that they can swim in. I mean, if you keep them in a little fish bowl, they'll stay pretty small. You put them into a, like a five or ten gallon aquarium, they'll get bigger. If you have huh. like a little koi pond, they'll get even bigger. So if the fish was grown in a pond and the pond was big enough, it would have got kind of big. Huh. But how it well, got in the bucket is a different story. Yeah, I don't know, unless it was Finding Nemo and somehow he got in there. But yeah. it says the Guernsey Society for Animal Protection had a phone call from the public saying that there was a large seagull attacking or you know, hovering over this bucket. And when they went and checked, they found this big goldfish. Mm. And I guess the seagull wanted to have him for dinner. Yeah. And they said that the fish, you know, was um, bitten a few times or pecked, whatever you call it, from the seagull. And so they've been called to protect many kinds of animals, but this is the first time to protect the goldfish. But they took it back to their little sanctuary so it could recuperate. And if the owners don't come forward in three weeks, anybody don't can adopt this fry. little goldfish. fish <laughs> fry. And his name is Captain Captain's Bird Eye. <laughs> Bird's Eye. <laughs> <laughs>
And the fish was named Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> Nemo Birdseye. So, yeah, if anybody wants a nice, cuddly goldfish, you can call that Guernsey. I, I didn't say what state or anything. I don't know where Guernsey is along Guernsey? Lake somewhere. I thought maybe because like, that, that story came out, it might be why they showed Finding Nemo on Sunday night. On the, <laughs> yeah, maybe. It was on TV. <laughs> I have a, a couple of honorable mentions, uh, only because the headlines are interesting, but I read the stories and it's like, eh, that's kind of dumb. Uh, the first honorable mention I have is South Korea lifts ban on imported sex dolls. <laughs> I thought that'd be right, Terry's Alley. They're not banned anymore. You can get one. They're not banned anymore. They lifted the ban. Um, but for a while, they were banning life-size uh, blow-up dolls because they <laughs> felt that it uh, was de uh, degrading to you know their culture of morality and whatnot. It really probably is, but uh, they, they eventually caved in because who cares what people do in the privacy of their own bedrooms? But uh, mm. I also thought that you know in Asia, especially China, not so, maybe so much in South Korea. But they do have like population control where they have a dilemma where there's like several males to one female. And I'm thinking, well, I can see why somebody might be desperate for a blow up doll, but you're not going to reproduce your society with a blow <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's how you keep from reproducing, I guess. Is Another honorable mention is in Wisconsin, the community. Uh, wagers on uh, elections over, uh, over with fish elections over fish and beer hmm. wagers on elections over fish and beer I thought all right well you're gonna need, I thought that the story about uh, give a man a fish he'll eat for the day teach a man a fish and he'll sit in the boat and drink beer all day <laughs> but as it, as it turns out uh, it's just one of those boring political stories and what they really do is a bunch of diverse, you know, politicians get together, and rather than debating and bickering over their politics, they they have bets on who's going to uh, catch the most fish or uh, something about beer, uh, and so they 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 find common ground betting on things instead of doing politics, basically. Huh. And, um, uh, <laughs> another, my final honorable mention here is um i don't have the headline ah. but it has to do the headline was that uh, an indian man uh, is arrested after um mistreating a woman on an airplane and i, I have a story about uh, uh indians but this is actually a middle east uh, Eastern. Oh, okay. I was thinking not, Indian not an American Indian. Tied her up and and scalped her. <laughs> <laughs> that would be one way to uh, uh, abuse her or whatever. But what it turned out is he got kicked off the plane for peeing on her. <laughs> 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 
He whooped it out and just let loose all over the woman. I was like, wow. She must have been on fire. (laughs) Later in the court uh, report, I guess it says that he was very drunk. He didn't know what he was doing, and he was so ashamed that he did it. He was having a dream. He'd fallen asleep, and he thought she got stung by jellyfish. Yeah, that must be it. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, there's not a lot to the story. He, he peed on a woman on the airplane, and, and he was very drunk, and now he's in jail. So, oh. She was on fire. I had to put her out. <laughs> I guess. That, fire that's going to open up with, a, with that batch of honorable mentions. So back on Perry. I have a story of it takes place in Stillwater, Oklahoma. The police were called when a loose cow was spotted outside of the Olive Garden. It was hungry. And <laughs> and it says the uh, the police in Oklahoma put their cowboy skills in action. The cow was spotted wandering outside the Olive Garden. The police said in their report they must have heard about the unlimited soup and salad bar. <laughs> and trying to, I was just in, looking in the window, walking around on the sidewalk. Let me in, let me in. <laughs> and the police called the animal control and they safely corralled the animal and that's a short story yeah i'm assuming then they took it back to whoever owned it wherever it came from but yeah that's funny it's like going us going to the zoo and looking inside at all the animals and the cows walking (laughs) on look the people are all in their cages (laughs) i want some breadsticks no animals in this story this next story i have is a from california this guy <laughs> mauricio hinia uh, was driving in his car and got a call from his wife and i don't know if it was a call to come back home and get something or to take something to her he had to go back to his house and get something and as he was in his house he heard a big crash when he looked outside, there was a boulder on top of his car. They're having a lot of problems, of course, out there with rain and flooding or mudslides. And a big boulder, four-foot boulder, came rolling down the hill, the mountain, landed on top of his car. It said that the debris covered four lanes of highway and another car was smashed. Like the big boulder in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, Indiana Jones. (laughs) (laughs) And his car was smashed, but his wife's phone call saved his life. He would have still been in the car, probably under that boulder. I think what 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 I read of the story, the guy was getting a phone call, and he pulled over like some safe people do on the side of the road, 
and he got out to answer the phone. Why he got out, I don't know, but because he got out of his car and then he didn't get squished or anything. <laughs> right. Phone yeah. call saved his life or something. Somebody was hurt during the this during the story. There was no injuries, but the couple cars did get smashed. <laughs> wow. I've heard people getting smashed and driving, but not cars getting smashed and stuff. <laughs> You, you know, one big question this past year is has been, you know, what is a woman? Because people don't know what a, what that what a woman is anymore. Well, apparently, it's gone more than that. Uh, the uh, The question now is probably, what is a squaw? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the United States is renaming five. Uh, locations to remove a derogatory Indian word. Uh, and of course, that racist slur for a woman would be squaw. Oh. Uh, apparently, uh, a lady who is of an Indian tribe of some sort has been assigned by Joe Biden to be on some kind of a, a federal government council to investigate uh, derogatory uses of Indian words because, of course, you know, people just have to expunge the use of words out of our language. And so they've come up with, uh, like, oh, there's like over 400 different uh, geographical locations. And, uh, of course, this article didn't say what the word was. It's a derogatory word for a woman. But there is a link in the article that says derogatory word. Like you click on that, and essentially, uh, it's they're trying to get rid of the use of the word squaw, as in squaw creek, squaw mountain, squaw valley, squaw, whatever the, the train feature is. Uh, there's a, a town called that used to be called Squaw Gap, is now going to be called Settlers Gap. Huh. Uh, one, one, one particular mountain, uh, which got renamed from Squaw Mountain, uh, it has a new name. Uh, it is, let's see if I can pronounce it, Mestahihi, uh, Mestahaha, something like that. Uh. It's like, okay, I think I'm going to drive tourists away because I, they can pronounce Squaw, it's only one syllable. <laughs> but you know there's i guess goofy people like me i always just thought that meant woman squaw just like okay i guess it's bad to indian people us white and people i never knew cracker yeah. was a bad word and that's it was supposed to be offensive to, i was like people, oh <laughs> that's what i thought any people call their their female they're females. Uh, That's women just like we're women or girls. Yeah, they're squaws. The men would be braves. Of course, braves would be the English word. But I did look up when I found that word. Mestehe is kind of how it looks. Looks like it's pronounced. And it's pretty close. There was actually a video, and somebody was uh, describing the word and what it means. Do you want to guess what the word means? Uh, uh, huh? this, mountain of women. I don't know. I don't I, know. They, they're they're using this word mestehe 
replace the word squad. You, what it means is owl woman. Huh. So the, instead of calling it squad, they're calling it owl woman. Owl woman mountain. Huh. Instead of squaw mountain. Now, if they would call it owl woman mountain, I think tourists might like that. I can pronounce owl woman mountain. Mr. Hehe mountain. What does that mean? Uh, and so, but but they've already. I, I even looked it up. They, if you look at, look it up, you'll find out that the the national park and all the national the people there have already replaced all their websites and brochures or read the new name. And so they're really you know buying into a big, which I, I guess you got to do. You got to change this name. It's a big step. Um, but yeah, I just. There was some disagreement. It's like it's kind of going to ruin tourists because they won't know what that is. <laughs> um, What's a must? Hey, hey, where am I going to find one? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see that lady over there with the owls. Go ask her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean that woman dressed up like an Indian with the owls? Yeah, yeah, her. Hey, squaw, come here. <laughs> <laughs> What is we'll have to find us some Indian people and ask what other word they use to say woman. I, I was going to look at it, but I didn't have time to see what Gosh. other tribes call the uh, word is for women or see if there is like a in Webster's dictionary. What's the entomology of the word squaw? Entomology means the, the beginnings of where a word comes from. That's yeah. our Amazon device. <laughs> because, uh, she knows everything sometimes. It, I, I find it funny and, and humorous because of the way people want to change words. Uh, on a side note, recently, um, was it uh, University of Southern California? They're no longer using the field, word field, to describe social workers who, you know, social workers who go in the field and they do their work. Uh, because it has racist overtones. Field? Imagine I that. would just think they're like out in a cornfield or wheat field. <laughs> yeah, whenever I think of field, I think of a farmer's field, wheat field, uh -huh. field, uh, you know, things like that. And I don't think anything racist about it at all. I mean, we have relatives who are farmers. and We've been, we've been to a lot of fields, fields are a necessary thing. But the social workers apparently consider that to be tied to slavery and how people would send the slaves out to work in the fields. Like, you know what? There's a lot more people who go to work in the field than just slavery. I mean, even today, there's a lot of people who work. In fact, there's almost no black people who are farmers. No, they're all Mexican so, now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be the, the migrant workers, I guess you would call them. But still, there's it's not as racist as what people want to make out to be. And also, apparently, recently, uh, Stanford had a website put up about all the words that you could no longer say. Uh, and oh, some maybe we should stupid. check that website out. Oh, well, you can. They, they took it down. Seven words on television. Because it was so stupid. Because the words uh, were, were the, the, the words were not, not as offensive as some of the replacements they had. Huh. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Something like the seven words you can't say on television by George Carlin. <laughs> yeah, well, there was about a hundred of them. A well, lot of had to do little with cleaner, the, I would assume. 
some of it was ageist, some of it was ableist. In other words, um, you, you couldn't say blind, but you could say visually impaired, uh, unaware or something like that. I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, I'm a blind person. I'm not an unaware person. I'm offended <laughs> by your offensive replacement of this offensive word. Uh, that was, and then they had one about, uh, oh, like in the executive world, they have these things called the white paper. It's basically your, you know, your top level summary of whatever project or mission you're on. Well, you can't say white paper because white implies that it's racist, that it's somehow better than other paper. Like, well, <laughs> it kind of is because it's your top level summary here. <laughs> but anyway, Stanford took that down because they realized how stupid. Uh, their decision was to get rid of words. And I just think it's stupid in general when people want to get rid of words like this, like a squaw. If you start to expunge all the Indian words in America, you're going to have to rename about 98% of the states and 99% of all the towns and rivers and counties across the country. Because except for the uh, New England, Almost every state is an Indian word or derived from an Indian word. The Mississippi River, that's an Indian word. Ohio, it's Indian. Indiana, well, it's not exactly Indian, but it has Indian in the name. <laughs> Illinois is an Indian. Uh, Missouri comes from an Indian. I mean, you're going to have to rename almost, you know, like I said, 98% of the states have to be renamed. And I think it's just a stupid road to go down. I think it's yeah. good. Anyway, enough of that rant. <laughs> There's a record breaker. Uh, in Germany, a dog on its back two legs jumps rope 32 times in 30 seconds. And... <clears throat> Excuse me. Was it singing that song, Cinderella? <laughs> a jump roping dog. Oh, I missed it. Start all over again. Come on. And his German trainer um, skipped over rope 32 times, 36, break the record. Wolfgang. Uh, oh, the dog's name? <laughs> no. Uh, Maybe a cool name for a dog. Wolfgang <laughs> Lawenberger <laughs> and his dog. Baloo, Baloo, to jump on his hind legs, and they he held onto the dog's front legs on a standing position, and they both jumped the rope thirty-two times in thirty seconds. No, they have to get married. He's trained. <laughs> well, let's jump in the broom. Sorry, wrong thing. He's appeared on Germany's Got Talent and England's Got Talent. And he's trained other animals for circus acts as well. Yeah. So he basically had to hold his paws up for, so the dog could balance, but they both right. the jumps together. Wee! Double Dutch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The dog's uh, paws are going all, all crazy doing the double Dutch thing. Yeah. I think it'd be neat to have, just have the dog on all fours doing it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that'll be interesting. Just have the dog be on all fours and then just doing the jump rope. And that, that would be cool. But having standing up and doing it together is also a good way to do that. Because well, 
She'd be like, ready, jump, 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 and jump, and jump. <laughs> yep. That's all I got. Oh, gee, this is too hard, Jack. Should I try something else? Just take it easy. Now, quiet, everybody. Quiet! 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 Camera up! We're turning! Action! Next, we should uh, go to Jill's words. <laughs> yeah, we might as well. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. <laughs> Hopefully these words will make it on our show this week. <laughs> we can only <laughs> and people can hear the new theme music that I have. Hey, he cut my top ten out once before. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Well, our first word here is large S. L-A-R-G-E-S-S. That's a capital S, not a small S. Largest? Not a T at the end. It's got two S's. It, largest. Instead of a small S, it's the large S. It's not the smallest. It's the largest. <laughs> it's the uppercase S, not largest. the lowercase S. Yeah, that's a weird one. I, I think it does have to do with being large or being big, but uh, or being generous, maybe something along that line. Well, this word means they see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and dirty. It means generosity of bestowing money on someone. Well, yeah, someone be largest to us. <laughs> I need some money to fall on my lap anytime would be great. <laughs> What am I eating? Our next today? word is obtund. Just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. O B T U N D. L B T U N D. O B O B O B Tund. Rotund is to be very fast. Oh brother. O B O. It's a tampon, I think. Oh. O-B-T-U-N-D. She's very rotund. She's O-B-T-U-N-D. Ob-T-U-N-D. You, you got the obstetrician? That means you're very round and pregnant. Ob-T-U-N-D. Ob-T-U-N-D. This word means... I want to with the gangsters. A new tampon. They we're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. This word, if you think of your feet, your feet are upturned. I am thinking. So the sensitivity of. Really? The sensitivity. Stole the sensitivity of. Oh, it's sensitivity. So oh, it's like nar. Your feet are numb. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, that, that's me. I'm right because my feet are numb up to my calves. And neuropathy. That's a neuropathy. I couldn't remember. Neuropathy. Neuropathy. Same thing. Yeah. I got numb feet. What does it have a numb head? Ob head? (laughs) (laughs) This next word I got is syllabub. First in my class here at MIT. Got skills. I'm a champion at D&D. MC Escher, that's my favorite MC. Keep your 40 out. Just have an Earl Grey tea. It's... S Y L A B U B. 
That means your son is very crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I had to put that on there. Because if people don't know Jill's son's nickname is Bub. Yeah, that's what the kids have always called him. Because I had a brother, and that's why that's what he is. He's a bub. But this is actually a food. I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a whiz, a minesweeper, I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're going to stay amazed. My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze. Oh. It didn't have nothing to do with college. Because I was thinking I could sell a bus. It's a food. It's a whipped cream dessert made with... White right, white wine or sherry. Oh. Sherry. <laughs> whipped cream and wine dessert. Hmm. Huh. Let me see. I gotta go my next bookmark. And so if you have a lot of it, you will be a silly bub. Yeah. <laughs> Our next word is astrobleem. Got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces. Astrobleem. It's A S T R O B L E M E. Oh, astrobleem. Astrobleem. Uh, I thought you said astro, like astro, like women. The dog from the Jetsons. <laughs> astrobleem. He's very shiny. Astrobleem. Yeah. Bling bling on some jewelry, some some shiny jewelry, dog jewelry. There you go. (laughs) What do you think it means? I'm sure it has to do with the light that stars put out, but I don't know. Astrobleem. Well, here we go with the answer. I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a whiz, a minesweeper, I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're gonna stay amazed. My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze. Yeah, what is it? Let's see. An eroded impact crater on Earth. No, it's shiny dog jewelry. <laughs> You're wrong. That has a dog in it. <laughs> so when the asteroid hits the Earth, it's it's like whenever the hole starts to erode back in. Okay. Our next word is. Killer rap, I haven't run at Pascal. Well, I'm number one. Do vector calculus just for fun. I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun. S U B S U B S U M E. Sub Sum. Sub Sum. It's whenever a submarine is underwater, it's what the sailors consume. They eat sub, <laughs> they eat sub sandwiches on the sub, or you're subsuming them. They zoom underwater. <laughs> yeah, could be that. It's the speed of a submarine underwater. Sub zoom. Oh. My phone's got a low battery. That happened pretty quick. A sub with a low battery. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a second. I'll plug in and then I'll tell you the answer. Yeah. Well, sub is under. Huh? Zoom. Uh, moving slower than normal. Uh, to include or absorb something into something else. Happy days is my favorite theme song. I can sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong. I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on. I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon. Subsume. Oh, like consume. Kind of, but uh, maybe this is a different material. Definitely I don't know. <laughs> absorb it. So it would be like if you had some 
Play-Doh, you had some red Play-Doh and you subsume it into your wad of yellow Play-Doh, you'll make green Play-Doh. Sure. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. That's my example. Okay. Here's a big word. Sesquipedalian. S-E-S-Q-U-I-P-E. Wait a minute. P-E-D-A-L-I-A-N. Sesquipedalian. <laughs> Sesquipedalian. <laughs> I had to put that in there because it's a Sesquipedalian. It's a long word, lots of letters. <laughs> kind of got a, a funny meaning. Susquehanna is a river, uh, um, huh. which is an Indian name. We should get rid of it. Oh, maybe. <laughs> um, but no, so I think Sesqua has to do with like 75 or 25 or something like that. And Pedalian, um, I don't know, somebody who walks. <laughs> well, it's, it's pedestrian. Okay, never mind. Pedalian, pedestrian. Um, 25 footpaths. Well, <laughs> I'll save you guys from thinking too hard. Just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Yeah. That big long word with all the letters means long-winded <laughs> yeah okay Politician. after spelling it man i was long when i was out of breath <laughs> long-winded but terry he's wrong and he's long-winded but from the other end another word we got here is nascent i like to roll with the gangsters although it's apparent i'm too wide and N-A-S-C-E-N-T. Nascent. I think I've heard that before. Whenever Nathan dents your car. <laughs> yeah. Nathan, Nathan <laughs> dented my car. Nathan. Uh, nascent. Well, we'll save your brain again, you guys. Sound like you're running out of ideas. I'm just too wide and nerdy. New and untested is what nascent means. New and untested. A newborn baby is nascent. Yeah. New and untested. This word, I think I've heard this one before, digression. D-I-G-R-E-S. S I O N. I've been browsing, inspecting X Men comics. You know, I collect them. The pins in my pocket, I must protect them. My ergonomic keyboard never leaves me bored. Shopping online for deals on some writable media. I edit Wikipedia. Big what? Digression. Big digression. Digression. I wouldn't answer that, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> we do this a lot on our show. <laughs> Uh, this word here, this word means... I remember right, holy grail really well. I can recite it right now. And have you R-O-T-F-L-O-L. Going down the bunny trails, what this word means. Being, getting off subject. <laughs> oh, somebody's getting a phone call. I heard it. So by saying I digress, I was 
that's kind of what the bunny trail is, is you're getting off the topic. Yeah. Yeah. That's the word. That was, that was inadvertently pretty close there. Yeah. And then our last word is. Had a business doing websites. While friends need some code, who do they call? I do HTML for them all. Even made a homepage for my doll. Nonchalant. Do you want me to spell it or do you know? To be casual, to be um, you know, casual or unstructured or something like that. Yeah. Yo, I got myself a fanny pack. They were having a sale down at the gap in my nights with a roll of bubble wrap. Pop, pop, hope no one sees me. Calmness, indifference. So you got that one right. Yay, you got, I guess, one out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Just a moment, something's troubling both of you. Perhaps if you'll tell me what it is, I may be able to help. You don't have to explain to me. I don't care about your sordid past. Yeah, well. But that was 10 words for today, and now it's time for Terry's Top 10. Top 10. And Liz is on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking to his, his telemarketers about a fresh <laughs> match of spam. I have four. Okay, I got one. It's top 10 laws you didn't know you were breaking. Number 10. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Yeah. A lot of places, you, you think, you know, I thought it was like for the blue laws and stuff, but, you know, it means using the Lord's name in vain. Mm-hmm. It's against the law and illegal in, um, what's the states? Massachusetts, Michigan, Oklahoma, South Carolina, and Wyoming. Not very many police officers. It's a federal law to commit blasphemy. It's not just against God's laws. You can get a ticket for it. You can actually get a ticket for it. It's against the law. You can actually get a ticket, you know, in in those states. Hmm. Um, Well, I I know at least in Michigan, uh, it's not not enforced. (laughs) It is a federal crime, number nine. It is a federal crime to share your password. <laughs> but how else will I get Netflix? Oh, you know, they used to want you to share. When I can remember when it first came out, it was like 7 or $8. Share this so other people can enjoy. Now they're like, no, don't share it anymore. And they raised their price up to $20. Yeah. Who did? 
Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, when they first came out, they wanted to get their name out there. Right. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking that, that that was referring to. You know, didn't give much explanation to it, but sharing well, it, it. It's good that it's a crime. It, it's never been a wise idea to share a password. Right. And even now on your phone, whenever you go to your keychain, it lets you know you have this password shared across multiple places. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but anyway, um, number. What number was this here? Number number eight. Swearing at a sporting event. (laughs) Which kind of goes under blasphemy only it's a specific place. If you went to a sporting event, even if you said Hey, you did a good job kicking their. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, number seven. It is against the law for bingo games to go long. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Some of them, especially if you're doing a coverall, it's going to go long. <laughs> I do not understand it. In North Carolina, (laughs) you can only hold two bingo games a week, and each game cannot last longer than five hours. Oh, well, that is long. (laughs) In five hours, you should get plenty of bingo going on. Right. (laughs) It takes roughly, I've timed it before, it takes about 10 to 15 minutes to play a round of bingo. You know, I've timed it out before when we played it. Uh, in our group before so that you know that's how long you know to schedule in well you should schedule in more bingo then right how, but you know how, what when you when people say it, why is it a meeting timing a hours? bunch of blind people doing it not playing timing a bunch of people that can see the numbers right, right. <laughs> it takes a little while for blind people right but the thing is is then you know hey you guys want to play bingo yeah i say okay well then we'll be here for two and a half hours well, <laughs> Well, what you, also the issue is people who are blind and they're a little bit hard of hearing. But he calls the number. What did you say? <laughs> I have a microphone and amplifier now <laughs> for bingo purposes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Number six. Trick-or-treating over the age of 14 is against the law. No. (laughs) I was going to get candy. (laughs) But if you dress up like a little kid and you're old, maybe that is fine. (laughs) It's like, well, what do you do if, like, you know, you got small kids and they're dressed up, so why not dress up yourself when you go out trick-or-treating? A lot of people do, but Um, they don't. It, never we were, we were growing up, uh, of course, we wouldn't go up trick-or-treating until, I don't know, at least 14. But by the time I was 14, our youngest brother was only six. And so even though I might have been 14 to 18 or so, I still trick-or-treating because he was only like 
six to nine. <laughs> but I can see, I'm taking him around, but I would usually get candy too. Right. Yeah. Well, they do. They start doing that more too. You know, if you've got kids here, you can have some too, you know, whatever, but you know, I, I don't usually participate myself <coughs> for a while, <laughs> but um, <coughs> let's see. Number five. Just kind of trying to buy alcohol. <laughs> what about buying alcohol? In this, just kind of, sort of buying alcohol. Kind of, sort of buying. Yeah, alcohol. in the state of Utah, they have some weird laws on the books about buying alcohol. Yeah, you either have to buy it or don't buy it. It, it wasn't until alcohol. 2009 when you could walk into a bar and get a drink. Up until 2017, restaurants and bars had a curtain installed so you couldn't see the bartender mixing the drinks. You know, huh. they cannot put more than 2.5 ounces of alcohol in the drink. They cannot sell beer at over 5% alcohol at any bar or grocery store. But why would they have the curtain? So you couldn't watch him mix the drinks. If you know that, hey, I'm paying for 2.5 ounces of alcohol, how do I know I was not putting in 1.5 ounces of alcohol? I'm going to mix it. I'm going to get this curtain out of the way. Hey, open up. Hey, what's interesting man, behind the curtain? <laughs> and, um, uh, number four. Using a fake name online. Everybody does that. <laughs> On a web page, yeah. when it says what your real name is, you have to put your real name. Huh. So it's it not was. like you can't have a, a screen name like Snowball94 or something. Because right. like, I was going to say in chat rooms and stuff like that, people always come up with funny names. Well, yeah, but it says like whenever you go online, like say, you know, I went on Amazon business last night and said, I don't want this anymore. I want to go back. And it says, make sure your, your name is, is your name, right? And it's, you know, your email, right? Your name, right? And it's, yes. You know, you have to make sure. I mean, since, like that. since the inception of the internet, screen names have been the norm so that people could kind of, you know, make, invent their own character online. Now I get why they don't want to do that. It's because, you want to make sure that you're not being scanned by somebody or yeah. whatever. But uh, that's another thing that happened. It was I actually switched back to my regular Amazon account while we're sitting here at the first second, uh, because apparently if you have Amazon business, they wanted to charge me $79 a month for just to have Amazon business. Wow. And that's another reason why my bank account's negative. Why anyway. would they want to do that for I have for Amazon for Amazon Business Prime. What do you get for it? Just free um, some, supposedly a bunch of bells and whistles that I don't even need because my business is just kind of dormant at the moment. But, yeah. Uh, well, hmm. um, moving on. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, number number three. 
cheating, okay? Adultery is a crime. It's not usually enforced unless you're getting a divorce. <laughs> Much like the, the blasphemy thing is not usually enforced. <laughs> right. right. Now, the cheating and adultery is against the law in Texas, I know. <laughs> That's why yeah. I left Texas. No. <laughs> but not really. But uh, because of that, that thing we talked about last week, all of your axe murderers live in Texas. I mean, actually, <laughs> yeah. well, see, whenever I went there, I, I got a two bedroom apartment because I was going to have this girl move in with me. And, uh, and that way, one bedroom was hers and one was mine. And so they couldn't say that if we were cheating or she was cheating. Or, anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> Funny trails. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Number two. Using someone else's internet. When well, someone, without their permission, I using suppose. Without your permission, right. Yeah. And like, like the guy across the street who didn't have a password on his Wi-Fi, would <laughs> that be cheating for the internet? Or would that be he's he's got He doesn't secure it, that's open. his fault. <laughs> he doesn't really care, then I'll, I'll right, so I, uh, like I told Steve and Diane, I said, so if you go by with Terry's Minimal. We got AT&T uh, uh, Wi-Fi. Our password is... Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't remember that, people. <laughs> yeah, well, you put that on there where the whole world will get this, and now everybody's going to be sitting around your mini-mall. Uh-oh. Wi-Fi. <laughs> there he'll be in the mini-mall. Uh-oh. It's so slow today. Look at all those cars outside. What the <laughs> like... Uh-oh. <laughs> um, okay, number... Uh, one. It was, uh, it is being in a bar while drunk. Um, being in a bar while drunk. Uh, is that where you go to get drunk? <laughs> <laughs> in the state of Alaska, it is against the law to go to a bar and get drunk. Especially if you're a moose, huh? You can go to a <laughs> you can go to a bar and drink. You can drink, but you're not supposed to get drunk. If you get oh, drunk like that ever happens. This is a crime. <laughs> uh, have you ever in and around enough bars, I know that that does not happen that way. It reminds me of that, 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 that thing, that, who is it, Ron White from the Redneck Guys who said, I wasn't drunk in public. <laughs> I got drunk in the bar. They threw me out. <laughs> they threw me uh, into public. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, yeah, you go to the bar, but see, that's just it. It's the bartenders. Are, you're supposed to have your bartenders trained to wear when somebody appears to be drunk, you're, you're supposed to cut them off. That's it. No more for you. Well, it's, even here in Illinois, bartenders do have the right to eject you if, if you appear to be too drunk. <laughs> it's yeah, not against yeah. the law, but they do have the right to eject you. Yeah, let me urinate on this passenger. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> that lady over there who says, wore that white dress reminds me of a urinal. <laughs> your urinal, as they say in English, your urinal. <laughs> I like how they pronounce it, your urinal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's my top 10 list for this uh, week. That ain't gonna do it. And now enjoy a comedy moment with Jimmy Durante. Ladies and gentlemen, you're under no obligation to laugh. However, if you don't, we have a brand new audience warming up in the basement. How <laughs> many kidding? Oh, I see you're sharp as a tack again tonight. Just as you were on the Information Please program the other night. Jimmy, was I impressed. You're not the only one, Howard. Boy, did I amaze Fatterman and the rest of those experts. Uh, Why, the minute I walked in the door, I won a set of Encyclopedia Britannicas. You did? Yeah, they couldn't guess what I was. <laughs> But, Howard, if you think those exploits were confusing, just listen to this question they gave me. If a projectile traveling at supersonic speed through the stratosphere reached its destination in seven seconds, how long would it take a woodpecker with chapped lips to remove the pimento from a stubborn olive? That's some um, question. Who sent that in? J.C. Coots from Raccoon Tail, Nebraska. And I'll bet $50 there ain't a guy in the world that can answer it. I can. The answer is two minutes, 35 and two-thirds seconds. That's the right answer. What's your name? J.C. Coots, Raccoon Tail, Nebraska. <laughs> Trapped again, me and my big mountain. I'd get rid of it, only it's such a handy place to keep my teeth. <laughs> Presented by the Retro Radio Podcast. Retro-OTR.com Guy, pretty snappy, eh? Oh, I can hardly talk. I was afraid of that. It must be time to move on to our next segment, which would be the anchor topic. What's our topic this week? Which would be, if I'm not mistaken, we had computers last time. It should be manual skills. Huh. I'm looking it up. Things you can do with your hands. What was that? I missed the thing. Manual skills. Manual skills. What about manual skills? We're trying to pick one? Well, we're trying to figure out what to talk about. Manual skills. Manually, manually doing things. I would like to go to Heinz and go to the leather shop and see if they've came out with a case to put your iPhone in. Because everybody keeps telling me, you need to stop putting that iPhone up against your chest. It's going to cause you to have a heart attack. And I'm like, well, where are you supposed (laughs) to carry your iPhone at? (laughs) That's where mine is at right now. I would agree that you shouldn't have it in the pouch around your chest, but not for causing you a heart attack it's because it whenever you're trying to talk on it it can be hard to hear sometimes because sometimes your microphone will switch back and forth between earpiece and not earpiece and whenever it does that it can be cutting in and out my pro max sticks sticks out of my neck hanging pouch that i have but you know i had you know when i was there uh i had an iphone i don't know what it was but they, we made one that was just like a cross, you know, p- strips of leather, and it went over the top and over the sides. And then they put a snap on it, you know, right. that was really all there was. And then they put a clip on the back for clipping it to your belt. And I was like, cool. 
And I still have that, but it doesn't fit my big iPhone Pro Max. <laughs> you know? so you need to go back and make you a new one. Well, that's what I'm saying. Back. Whenever I go back, I want to see if there's a, if they're still doing something similar or it doesn't take much to make that. I mean, it's not like a... Right. I made me a leather case, essentially enclosed the whole iPhone, which is handy in that it definitely protects it, but it's not handy because it's not easy to get out. If the phone rings, you got to take it out of the past before you can even answer it. And it's a little bit quonky. I really quit using it. Uh, yeah. So it's, if there's one that has an open structure to it, like just, you know, basically a holster for it with a couple of straps that'd be pretty pretty good you can still take have it in there and still manipulate your phone screen except for except for swiping up from you know to go to your app switch or to to actually close something you'd have to take it out at that point because you know yeah it would depend on how wide you made the straps and does the strap cover your home button unless you put two straps one on each side Right, going from the bottom to top, and then one around the, the right. so that way the center will be open, so you can yeah, start to swipe up the home button. That's a new design. I think I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. and, and so the, the manual skills do, does things like that, where you don't have to rely on someone else's design. You can actually design your own things. It's just a matter. The, the main thing you need to learn with leather working is. The stitching, because you, you'll need to be able to stitch the pieces together that you've right. uh, engineered. Doing the phone case like that, there's no stitching involved. That's just it. You know, it's, well, there is to some degree. Well, I guess you wouldn't have to if it was just some straps. You could just find the, where they intersect and put a rivet through it. So you wouldn't need to stitch anything. I remember it's been years ago in high school. We had a leather class and they actually, we smoothed the sign somehow with wax. And I don't remember yeah. exactly. We rubbed it with something. So it made it where it was. It wasn't just the plain leather on the edges. Well, on the edge, whenever you, you cut the leather, it cuts a nice, crisp, uh, sharp edge. And they would just take a little bit of wax and there's a little plastic. Uh, device you would rub up up and down and what that would do is it was for one would rub the wax into the leather to help preserve it but it would also round the edges so that yeah so crisp and sharp yeah. so i forget exactly how he did it but i can remember making like bracelets and belts and things and you had to do that on the edge yeah it's, it's, it's just you just do it enough to to, to round off the, the edges and uh, the wax just kind of helps seal the leather so it doesn't you know, dry a rod or whatever. But Yeah. And, of course, you, you generally always want to dye it in some way, either brown or black or whatever color you want it to be. Yep. Then you use carnauba cream to rub into it to seal the, the flat surfaces of it. <clears throat> even up at Heinz, I don't think they use the Canova cream, which is kind of a, a really light white. It's more like a cream than a wax. Um, but they, they they do use a finish to help preserve the leather. You can either have it be a, a glossy shine or a more satin finish. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, uh, at least the Heinz, they let you uh, develop your own thing you want to make and they help you, you know, work out the engineering, the design of it. And if it needs stitched, they'll work with you on the stitches and help you with getting the rivets if you need rivets or help you decide what kind of fastener it should be, whether it be snap or Velcro or tie or something else. Right, whatever works best, especially with the neuropathy that Terry's got. He's going to need something quick to get into, like Velcro. That would be a good idea. Yes, snap would seem to be a good idea, but I honestly notice I've been having a lot of trouble with snaps. And for me, the the best all-around fastener would be a Velcro device of some sort. Yeah. I wonder what kind of a wild scheme he has now. He comes up with the strangest request. Oh, he does not. Well, I was munching on something earlier. Does yeah. anybody want to guess what it was? I didn't hear you munching. I don't. I don't. I don't think you'd ever guess what it was. Dun, dun, dun. Multiple choice: cereal, pop tart, popcorn, candy canes. <laughs> pop tart. <laughs> All right. Well, those are the choices. So, people, uh, send in your emails to tsf at thatsoundsfunny.com or just visit our webpage, thatsoundsfunny.com, and click on the contact link. Let us know. Or you could just uh, leave a comment on one of the show notes. And we will get your entry in to win the grand prize. (laughs) That'll be $10,000. And Terry will pay you candy cane that I was eating. <laughs> <laughs> to get the rest of his candy cane he was eating. <laughs> I've got a whole bucket of candy canes here. Yeah, we. I think we should have had some, but my guess is kids devoured them all. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? Um... Email. We have another email. It's not, it's just, I don't think it's something that's actually happened. And maybe you'll understand as I read it to you. Uh, at least I think it's funnier than the other email we got. Um, but here it goes. Hey there, TSF host. I went to get a Chinese takeout last night. And as I got into the car, I heard my bag rustle. So I looked over and I saw a pair of eyes looking out over the top of the bag at me, then disappeared back inside. I was so scared, I nearly used profanities. Okay. I heard a noise again. I looked again and I saw the eyes just before they disappeared back inside the bag. So I grabbed the bag and ran right back into the, the shop. And I asked the Chinese guy behind the counter, what the heck is going on? The almost his profanities again, apparently. He says, well, didn't you ask for the Peking duck? <laughs> From an right, which one of you two sent that in? Because that sounds like a story Chinese P-E-E. buffet. <laughs> Another one from Anonymous. At least that's a better one from Anonymous. Peking duck. Peking duck. <laughs> quack, quack. Uh, quack. <laughs> hey, and I have a, a proper, 
proposition for any listener, just, just like what Terry's guess the food game. <laughs> um, call our voicemail, 401-753-4844, or in letters, that would be 4017-KEITH-H. And if you have, a, even if it's a joke like that, uh, or a short, funny story, call it and, and leave a message. Uh, and we'll play it on the show. We will play it on the show. We'll hear your voice telling us your story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is a Google voicemail. And as you may recall from some other podcasts, <laughs> Google Voice doesn't always translate things. <laughs> so we might just read your translation first. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> underscore, 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 and, and then we'll read the or let we'll play the actual voice and see what how good they did. So there's a new game for the for us, but it depends on listeners sending us in a voicemail, uh, funny stories. So. Well, it's pretty obvious what else we can do. Nothing. It's going to be a shock, John. So prepare yourself. Anyway, our final thoughts is where we're at right now. What do you need to make a small fortune on Wall Street? A large fortune. (laughs) I think I reversed that. It should be that way. It gets bigger the more you take away from it. A hole. A hole. <laughs> yep. Well, it's it sounds like that experience would be a wonderful thing because it enables you to recognize a mistake the next time you make it. <laughs> if you take two dollars out of an ATM machine and there's a $2.50 fee, do you have to pay the machine? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess in effect you do, but it comes out of your bank account. <laughs> yeah, but you, I don't think you can take $2. It's got to be 20 anymore. Do you know what the center of gravity is? The letter V. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, two Eskimos were sitting in a kayak, but they got cold. They lit a fire in, the, in their boat, but it sank, which proves you can't have your kayak and eat it. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? No bell. Nobel who? Nobel somebody. That's why not not. (laughs) (laughs) What does a hippie drink to really get stoned? Wet cement. (laughs) Wet cement. (laughs) What am I doing again? Stoned from the inside out. Yeah. They could follow that and get stoned from the outside in. Yeah. <laughs> well, peacocks are meticulous because they show attention to detail. 
Here's another. Knock, knock. Who's there? Alabama. Alabama who? Alabama, Alabama South. <laughs> I'll buy You're yourself. So lonely. Alabama You're South. Alabama South. <laughs> what do you have when it's raining ducks and chickens? Foul weather. Rain and chicken. <laughs> chicken soup. It's rain and chickens. Ducks and chickens. Well, whenever I try to eat healthy, the chocolate bar looks at me. Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Got another one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Ayatollah. I told you who. I told you already. <laughs> <laughs> I found out there's really life on Mars. There was a candy bar on the sidewalk the other day, and it was covered with ants. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Lots of life all over it. <laughs> Diplomacy is art of saying, "Nice doggy." Until you can find a rock. It's a quote from Will Rogers. <laughs> you you can always stay young if you live honestly, eat slowly, sleep sufficiently, work indefinitely, worship faithfully, and lie about your age. <laughs> yeah. That's a long one. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Why are some catchers fat? Because they're always cleaning their plate. <laughs> yeah. well, just pondering. Have you ever seen a horse fly? Can it be that big of a stretch to see pig fly? <laughs> How can you tell if you're getting old? You go to an antique auction and three people bid on you. <laughs> uh, I thought I was going to say anything to see all right the stuff there. was doing whenever you were little. <laughs> uh. What did the baseball glove say to the ball? Catch you later. Well, you know, I would never tell a joke about leeches. They all suck. <laughs> Did you hear about the claustrophobic astronaut? He just wanted a little more space. <laughs> I don't have any more. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of the one I put on Facebook the other day about the astronauts. Famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got a farted here? I don't open up the window. <laughs> <laughs> you farted. Uh. 
It's disgraceful. But I'm not worried, Graham. Thank goodness they'll always be vaudeville. Well, uh, this is the part of the show where we like to close that up and say listening about this is George Keith signing off saying see you next week tell a friend about us that's how we grow our audience the most but hey if you're on your favorite podcast directory leave us a rating and review just to let other people know what you think about us hopefully something good but then come back next week and we will hear Terry say I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> What they're doing. <laughs> that sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny.com. That sounds funny.